0: Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Tim and Anthony with you. As the baseball season has come to an end, and at least the regular season, we'll talk a little playoffs probably as time progresses as we're getting the wild card range right now. Major, the NFL in full swing in the four weeks of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about that. College football abound all around from uh, Youngstown to Ohio State to Notre Dame. Lots to discuss, so a prefla of sports to talk yep. about here tonight. And uh, by the way, before we get started, I just want to point something out. You know, as you know, mm-hmm. and not a shock to anybody, mm-hmm. huge sports fans, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 2023 has not been the best year, but it definitely will not go down as the worst year ever. Matter of fact, it's going to go down as one of the best years ever. Okay. Let me explain why. Of course, the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup back in June. Yes, they did. And the Collingwood Magpies I won the premiership. That. I heard that. Just last uh, last weekend. So I got two championships this past year, or during the 23 year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have the football season playing out. The Baseball season, uh, oh, well, it is what it was. But no matter what happens, basketball season's coming up. So yeah. the 23-24 sports year. Yep we'll get back till June should be uh, should be a great year you know it's going to go down as one of my best years ever yeah it's, <laughs> you know it's
1: at least a couple of your teams are going to bring home championships this year yeah um, because the way it's looking right now maybe one probably has a chance in Ohio State to get there at the end I obviously a couple more think, tough games uh, yeah. to get there. Yeah, but, I mean, it's early um, in the season, but... Yeah. Um, things feel more open this year than in years past. You know, in 19, you had LSU, the dominant team, and 20, you had Alabama, then it was Georgia the last couple years. And this year, you feel like... Honestly, Tim, if there were a year for a 8-12 team playoff, this is it. Because you get to feel the sense, uh, at least I do, anybody... From one through eight, it's can Roy viable. win this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can viable. make a case like this team can win
0: it. Yeah, um, as we discussed before, the expanded playoffs. I think it's next year. Next right? year, I yeah. think. Yeah, twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many. Uh, eight would, would have been perfect. Eight. Yep, eight was perfect. Television wins out, so we're yep. gonna get the buys and all that BS. Um, I get it. Enough said about that. Uh, it is what it is. It's not going to change. Um. But yeah, the four teams this year should make it really interesting. Of course, last year, Ohio State Georgia mm-hmm. game. I don't think you could beat that game. No as from a the, sports fan anywhere as from Ohio, Ohio State it's is a That yeah. was
1: one of the best, if not the best, playoff games we've had had. Because a lot of them have been dodged in. Yeah. No, no, a lot you're of right. blowouts and all of that. Absolutely. You know, from a football fan's perspective, that was a hell of a game. Uh Probably the two best teams in the country. I think if Ohio State would have gone on, yeah, they, they just would had have in the wrong bracket. You know, also um, from a rooting perspective, it ended in a crappy way, right? But you can uh, at least, I think, you can sit here and say you didn't lose that game. You know, you didn't have yeah. like there was a couple of breakdowns defensively and all that. I know that. what you're saying, yeah, but I, you didn't have like five
0: turnovers and. It was. It went down to the last minute. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. One team's going to win. One team's yeah. going to lose in those scenarios. Yep. Unfortunately, the team I was rooting yep. for came up just short. Uh, there are times where that team comes up on top. You know, and, and, and that's just the way it works in sports.
1: And through all sports, and the way I've really tried to look at it is, as, in, in that moment, it sucks. Like it sucked. You know, when that field goal went way left, it's like, damn. Like, yeah. I mean, we were that close. And he was so accurate the all season long.
0: Everyone felt yeah, so kid confident going in. was so good. Yeah, that yeah, I mean, was it was so a heartbreak good. ending to his yeah. career. I mean, it really um, was. Uh, and you know, those you know, but the on the flip happened.
1: side, you think about that Alabama semifinal game that ended in throwing fashion, and the positive favor. Nobody will, will ever forget the Miami game in 0-2. That game right. ended in you know exactly so in overtime. You know, like I said, they've that, been on the right side. Of the coin more than they had been on the wrong side, unfortunately. Exactly. And, you know, Um,
0: as a sports fan in Northeast Ohio, we've seen both sides of that coin plenty of times. Um, We don't see the positive side as much as the negative side. Mm -mm. But, you know, I'd rather be flipped with that coin than never be in that situation. And I still think that about the 2016 uh, Cleveland Indians who, you know,
1: probably one of the. Most enjoyable baseball seasons we've had in a long time. I tell time. you what,
0: from 2016 to 2019, even 2018, you know, take your pick, whatever yeah. you want to put the end. You know, on. Yeah,
1: 2019, they still won 92 games, yeah. 93 games, and missed a wild card by a game because Tampa right. Bay won. Right, right. that's know. my point. Yeah.
0: You go those four or five year stretch, I mean, that was just a phenomenal run by one organization. Yeah. Now, grant you, didn't win a World Series. Everyone today. That's the benchmark. Either Hmm. you win or you lose. You know, it's the old, uh, you know, saying, you know, from uh, that movie, you know, finishing second is the first loser. You know, and Mm -hmm. it is and it isn't. There's a big difference. Uh, There's a big difference from winning 100 games. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, there's a big difference uh, competing for a championship versus never competing for a championship. And I've seen teams who have never competed for a championship that I that I watched and rooted mm-hmm. for daily or weekly know uh, the 0 and 16 Cleveland Browns team. I still watched every game yep. possible. I still rooted for, even though I knew the odds of them winning were extremely small. Slim, yeah. For those two years, it didn't stop me from rooting them, from wanting no. them to win. I knew the possibility of them winning was remote. And that's, you know, that's a sports fan. That's yeah. meaning uh, you you care about the uniform you care yeah. about where you're from and what you you care about the team that's competing, even if unfortunately that team is terrible. Mm-hmm. But then it goes on the flip side; it makes that much more enjoyable when you, you know, have a team that wins.
1: Let's talk about the Browns real quick. I, yeah, I don't watch NFL much, but I went to the Browns game last Sunday, and this is just an outsider's generalist perspective. A, Baltimore's pretty dang good this year. Yeah, they're they're not bad. They're good, but on the flip side, that Browns defense is good. Yeah, and yeah, they gave up twenty eight points, but it's a not, lot of that to me says they were on the field a lot, and you eventually you're going to get worn down when you're was, facing a quarterback. Yeah, that dynamic.
0: They were and out He was coached. throwing the they were, ball. They were flat out, oh, out well the, I you, you know, and there's a few that, times in my life that I I really put. The effort on the effort by the team was there. Yeah. They were completely outcoached. What and that's why that team that's why that game was so lopsided. Well, they were completely out of, outcoached. Which,
1: and it's funny you mention that because like I said, I don't I watched a couple of Browns plays here and there with my girlfriend's a big fan. But from where we were sitting, the Ravens defensive ends were playing a good Yard and a half, two yards away from the tackle. Yeah, if you're giving me that gap, and I get you got a backup running back because the unfortunate injured a chubb, I am abusing that all game long. And then yeah. what it, I noticed too, it was on both sides they were doing that. Yeah, you know, run the. Why would it, why was backup, everything going outside to for the a edge? backup rookie quarterback? Yes, to throw thirty six. Times I totally in a game is asinine. First of all, my opinion if you got to throw 36 times with Deshaun Watson, you're in trouble. Not saying he
0: can't do it, but that says to me there's no balance there. Well, you especially know, especially with a rookie quarterback. You look at the scenario here, and I'll go back to the previous week. When you hit the ball inside the red zone and you're using your quarterback as a runner. Mm-hmm. That ended up hurting your quarterback. Yep. That's just stupidity, especially when you have the backs you have. Yep. Now, Granchard Chubb was already gone and all that. It doesn't matter. That four's pretty good, though. Yeah. He had 100 yards in that game. He's serviceable. Against Pittsburgh. So, you know, there are certain things you do and there's certain things you don't. And if you have a rookie backup quarterback, you not just a backup you quarterback. You don't. Yep. You, first thing you should do as a head coach or an offensive coordinator or a play caller, Mm -hmm. depending, and all those kind of fit into what Stefanski does. Yep. He's not the offensive coordinator. I know Van Pelt is. He's the play caller, he's overseeing the offense, he's Mm -hmm. the head coach. Everything flows through him. Mm -hmm. So it starts with Stefanski and flows out. If you have a rookie (laughs) quarterback, the very first thing you do is rip up your game. Plan exactly. And go, we're going we're basic. Keep it simple. Yep. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. And you're going to run the ball on first down. Yep. You're going you're, to play you action. May, yeah. You, every three or four times you will throw on first down to keep yeah. the defense honest, but you don't have to do it every down for your three yards. That's ridiculous. And it was just Utterly the worst game plan I've ever seen. And here's the thing this was not a last minute decision. No, he got Watson never put pl- Watson never practiced all week. He never practiced all week. You knew going into Sunday that there was a better than 50% chance that he was not going to play. So you should have had two game plans ready. Yep, one with Watson, one without. And knowing that you had a rookie quarterback. In his place, a rookie, mm-hmm. and take nothing away from DTR. I thought he, he tried played. his best. Yeah. yeah, it's not his fault mm-hmm. that he was put nope. in a circumstances that you cannot succeed in. It's nothing different than when you get a pitcher who's given up all these runs, and the manager looks at it and it's the third inning. Says, "You know what? I got to leave him out there for two more innings. I don't want to, but you, but you but have to. Yeah, if I do, I'm going to leave him out there as long as I possibly yeah. can." Simply because, A, I don't want to ruin him. Mm-hmm. But, B, I don't want to ruin my bullpen. Yep. And that is where Stefanski completely, utterly failed last week. He And he's done this in the past. Mm-hmm. But he's had a veteran quarterback yep. in the past uh, as a backup. And that was a big difference. Um, and this season, um, they, they went with rookies, which I, Fine, again, yeah. It saves money on the cap and yeah. all that good stuff. And they can talk about how, you know, obviously they wanted to be professional with Dobbs. And, mm-hmm. and when he had the opportunity to go start. Yeah, yeah. You know, you do you professional. You make yeah. professional decisions. And I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem. You've got a fair trade, fifth-round draft pick mm-hmm. on all this. He's gone to Arizona yep. and he's playing. And he's playing his best, as you know, he mm-hmm. his abilities. And he's yep. showcasing his skills. That's not I don't have a problem with that trade at all. The problem I have is that again, I'll go back to the same thing. You knew all week that you probably were not going to have your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You should have had two game plans ready. And you should know all week what DTR could do and that's what you do. You know, Thomas Robinson deserved that opportunity and he didn't get it. he didn't get it because the coaching staff did not put him in best situation. And quite honest with you, you know, Ford is a fine running back, but yes. you have two. You have hot, You got to use him. You got to put them both in the backfield like you used to do with Chubb once in a while and use them. And uh, overall, they deserve to lose. They, des- they- No one deserves to lose. T- uh, let me rephrase that. The 28-3 to score does not indicate how good the Browns can be. No, but it definitely showed some of the faults they have. And how do you mm-hmm. now rebound that good week to have a bye week? Yeah. It's actually, you know, which, again, it was another reason they probably just decided not to play Watson. A lot of rumors out there, but and, and a lot of miscommunications by the Browns front office and coaching staff on how to present Watson not playing, you know, mm-hmm. on Sunday. And there's a lot of issues there, but overall, you're, you're two and two. You're not at the end of the world, but you definitely could be a lot better than you are. You mm-hmm. literally, legitimately, could be three and one right now. Yeah, and uh, and I'll go back to my statement I state every year: home games are worth two. You can't lose home games, especially home divisional uh, games. Yep. You've lost one. You can't lose another home game this year. You we no, can't and I believe. The
1: 49ers are up next? Yeah, it's not going to be easy. And that
0: team's pretty good, right? The NFL's not easy, period. Okay? No schedule's easy in the NFL. Yes, they tier the Mm -hmm. schedule. Meaning if you win your division, you play top, Mm -hmm. you know, they tier it. Yeah. But there's 32 teams in the NFL. Guess what? All of them are NFL caliber teams. And on any given Sunday, as the saying goes, Mm -hmm. something could go in their way versus the team that you're rooting for. That's the truth. No one wants to hear that, but that's the truth. And, you know, it's not like, and I'll say this with all due respect to the collegiate level, it's not like Ohio State bringing in Youngstown State. Mm-hmm. It's not like Youngstown State bringing in Valparaiso. Yep. It does that. You know, those aren't the same caliber teams. It's different, like, when Ohio State went to yep. Notre Dame mm-hmm. and played. And you've seen a fantastic mm-hmm. game uh, between those two schools. So... It's, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. You know, there's a lot of things going on. But, yeah, I was just utterly disappointed in the coaching, um, decision making, and not recognizing the basics. And that's, to me, this is the first time in four years or the fourth season of Stefanski <laughs> that I truly, truly put the blame on him. Uh, I think he had circumstances in the past Mm -hmm. that he deserved a benefit Mm -hmm. of doubt. I mean, the first year they had COVID and all this crazy stuff going on in the league and all that, they plowed through it, they won, and they made the playoffs. Uh, The last two years, you could give, last year when they made the trade, they Mm -hmm. decided to give away the season, especially with the 11-game ban on your quarterback. Again, if you're willing to take that gamble, That they did when they made that trade and accept that that last season could potentially be a transitional year. Let's be Mm -hmm. let's be kind. Uh, Let's use a a ridiculous word. Transitional Mm -hmm. year. Then this season, there's no excuses when your coaching staff fails you. Yep. You have to call them out. And last week, I completely, utterly put that loss on Stefanski and his coaching staff for not putting their team in the best position to win at home.
1: Yeah, it just seemed to me that in any level of football, you should not have your rookie backup quarterback throwing 36 times a game when the defense is giving you three yards per carry.
0: Stefanski has the tendency is what I call, and I've said this for years, uh, you see a coach who says, I'm smarter than the rest of the league. Watch me outsmart you.
1: That is... Tim, that is the exact same thing the guy who sat in front of me turned around and said. He goes, this not safe for work guy, this bleeping guy is trying to prove he's smarter than everybody when you can run it down their throat and they're giving it to you.
0: Football's simple. It's about moving bodies.
1: He said, Harbaugh against Defansky today is just an ultimate mismatch.
0: It is. It was, yeah, and and it continues to be until he proves us differently. Uh, speaking of football, we yeah. uh, let's let's turn the page to yes, uh, the red and white. Yeah, um, opportunity was there in Northern Iowa.
1: It always is.
0: Yeah,
1: always is there.
0: There's always a turning point in every game. Hmm. And for the life of me, I applaud the coaching staff for making the right call, not once, but twice. The execution of the play was the worst I've ever seen. And that is on the fourth, the third and fourth and one quarterback keeper stink. That is the correct play. So the, the execution was the absolute worst I've ever seen. And to make matters worse, after you gave up the ball, Northern Iowa was driving, faced their own fourth and one, third and one scenario, and ran it perfectly. Yep.
1: So the only, so I love going for it. You absolutely have to go for it there, no matter who you're playing, where you're playing, when you're playing. If you can't get me a yard, get the hell out of the stadium. It's
0: about moving bodies, Anthony.
1: It's what I talked about earlier. So the only complaint I do have is after the third and one sneak Did not work. I would have tried something different. If you knew Brungard had to be in there because Mitch had the ankle and all that, you know, try something like a read option.
0: Here's the thing. um, We've seen this before with Brungard coming in and running the sneak. mm -hmm. There's one thing he's done wrong every time. He stands up. Yep. You has got to get low. You have to get low. You have to get but low again, and follow your body. freshman
1: quarterback, that's coaching. Exactly. That's coaching. That's, you uh, had that game on the ropes not once, but twice. Again, you're up 10 nothing, and then you're up 27-23, I, uh, and you failed. And I don't want that, to hear, oh,
0: you should have kicked the field goal. Nah. Bull, crap. Bull crap. Look, you can make the case kicking the field goal after the the, yeah. the failed First time, yes, and, I, and I'll, I'll accept that if you want. If that's truly the reason you want to kick the field goal because you failed on the first fine. attempt, fine, fair fine. enough, fair enough. I will accept that. Personally, I don't. Th- I have a problem with either call. Execution was terrible. It was awful, and you just cannot execute like that and expect to win on the road. And, and that's coaching. And this goes back exactly. to the same damn thing. I'm tired of these coaches. That cannot basic play football. Playing football. Let me Mm -hmm. finish. Playing football is very simple. It is about moving bodies. Yep. It is your guys up front moving bodies. It is your defensive line moving bodies. And the two times, or the three times. Let me rephrase that. The three times both teams were in that situation within those three or four minutes. Northern Iowa move bodies each and every time. Yep, And that's inexcusable.
1: Here's the thing that irritates me the most. On third and one, if you want to run QB sneak, fine. This is your offensive line that you touted is experienced. They're bigger. They're stronger. Exactly. And guess what? You failed. You failed against a team that's running three down linemen. You're telling me that you don't have... The strength advantage and the numbers what? advantage, full crap. Well, here's and then, the- fourth and one, you go if you got guard out there, why don't you put him in the shotgun? If you want to run him, fine. Put Rushton or King next to him, fake the handoff, or just run power up to the, the shotgun like he's comfortable. But if you're telling me that your offensive line that you've touted all year, it's bigger, it's deep, it's stronger. It's experienced. You can't get one yard twice. Shame on you.
0: Yeah. And well, then, here's here's even another thought, Anthony. I'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. with anything you said there. And I think you made fine points, by the way. Um, on the fourth down, you can run a sneak again. But you can do it totally different. Yep. You can spread out the field. Exactly. And move their exactly. defensive backs out exactly. of the way. exactly, Where you have Everybody. less bodies to move.
1: Everybody well, in that stadium knew but what But that's football, to though.
0: One. There is times in football where everybody knows what's coming, and that's about moving bodies. It's man on man. It's about moving yeah. bodies, and that's what it's about. It's about being executing your play and being physically and tough. And, you know, we can go back to the Notre Dame game mm-hmm. afterwards with Ohio State, mm-hmm. and you see uh, Day – you know, make his speech about Lou Holtz and all mm -hmm. that and how tough his team is. That's what it's about. Yes. That's what it's about. On fourth and one from the one-yard line, moving bodies to make the touchdown. Man on man, beat them. If Notre Dame came up and made the stop, they win the ball game. Mm -hmm. They earned it. Yep. And I take nothing away from them. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what would have happened. Just as I take nothing away from the Buckeyes who were able to move bodies and get the touchdown. There was no question, and how that only took two seconds. I have no idea. But that's a different story. No. <laughs> Needless to say, bottom line, there are times in the game of football you know exactly what your opposition's going to do. Yep. And you have to stop it. Yep. Or you have to you have to make the play happen. And why is you could not make the play happen.
1: What's frustrating to me and that was is the game. You threw the ball forty one times. Yeah. You ran the ball twenty seven. Yeah. You averaged three yards a carry. Whoever
0: thought we would talk about a Phillips team to do that.
1: Not me. Not me. I mean, but here's what's matting the most. Northern Iowa's quarterback. Twenty one of twenty nine for three thirty seven. That's he was it done. never Challenged once.
0: No, they couldn't Never get to Never once. They couldn't get to him.
1: And then you're having linebackers covering receivers down the field. It's as soon as we didn't get that sneak, I turned to my girlfriend and I said, They're gonna score easily. Yeah. Because I that's what a Doug Phillips team as soon as they didn't get that sneak, that was the ball game. That was it. That was ever it right since
0: there. Jim Tressel left Youngstown State as a head coach. This football program team has not been able to have big plays. Nope. On either nope. side of the nope. ball. And there's been blimps on the radar. Where a few times they did. San, um, and I don't want to yes. take nothing away. That obviously, you know, 2016, 2016 yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely deserves all but the credits. credits. Well, all the credits in the world to getting to the to the championship game, mm-hmm. and, you know. That was a phenomenal team. You know, it was down to a third-string quarterback who, yep. who absolutely played his,
1: you know. His uh, butt off, yeah. yeah
0: and, and proved how good he was, Yep, you know, for that level. And But you need that. You need players who, who replace players. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of the game. Um, you don't always get the play to go your way. I can accept that to a certain level. If you put yourself in the best position to, to, to succeed, well and I don't see that at Youngstown State and I'll be honest, I hope I'm hundred percent wrong here but they have two wins this year but are they gonna are they gonna get three more this year I don't know
1: here's what's I'm to me. to I think
0: five is the max number of wins while you can get this how year. many times
1: in that game alone did Northern Iowa have third and one fourth and one yeah. third and three and we jumped off sides
0: yes oh God yes game, game first this day. is
1: game four
0: I know. I know. And
1: you've had a bye week. I know. And you're still committing
0: these stupid penalties. Yeah. I I don't have an an ex, I don't have an explanation no. for it. Uh no, and they gave up so many you have, first downs. Here's the thing that baffles me the most. You
1: have veteran defensive backs. Guys who have been there, done that at Ohio State and successful here. Yeah. Last year and a couple years ago, this team was pretty good against the pass. They weren't great, but they were a hell of a lot better than this year. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, these guys forget how to cover. That's coaching.
0: There is, and look. As much as it frustrates me to say this, they are who they are. Yeah. They are. And there's a reason. Why this team is mediocre. Or
1: they, exactly. You There's want to know a, why?
0: Because it's accepted. Well, it's beyond that. It's beyond accepted. It's. This This is really harsh. I, I'm going to first admit it. They have mediocre players. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I. and yep. I, What? And, and and I like Mitch as a quarterback. I do, too. And I think he's, and Mitch has
1: developed. And gotten better each game. Okay, now tell me. I like all over too. Tell
0: tell me this. In the in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, mm-hmm. what other school has a walk on quarterback starting?
1: I can't think of any.
0: Youngstown does. He's a walk on, and that's embarrassing. The most important. Position. Position in football is your quarterback. hmm Go back. I want to bring out the god, Jim Trestle. hmm Okay. He always had a quality quarterback. Yep. Some were greater than others. Yep. Some were different skilled but than others. But they understood the system. But he was able to put them in position, position to, win. to, to yep. succeed and grow. Yep. Some were taller. Some were smaller. Some were quicker, faster. Some were, yep. some were great arms. Some had a little running and r- mm-hmm. the ability to do both. Um, they played smash-mouth football when they had to. They passed the ball when they had to. Um, I have For to. the most part, 2016 aside, they had quarterback play in 2016. Look mm-hmm. how far they went. Yep. Go back to the Wolf era. They had Hess. Or Hess S- was, yeah. f- was one of the best. Yep. Statistically, this uh, school's ever had. They couldn't stop nobody back then.
1: No, Wolf didn't believe in stopping people.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I lost 54, 51. We didn't score enough points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never forget those days. No. Th- <laughs> oh, man. We just didn't score enough points. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Seventh grader than three, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, and
0: he's not. Wrong. I wrong. mean when you look
1: at, at some point you you look at
0: eating. numbers, you're not wrong when you say that. But the question is, did you get seven? On those plays. You know, yep. and that's the key. Well, that's the key. You know, yes, seven is, or six is greater than three yep. and seven is greater oh, than all that. that oh, those are great cliches and they do Your question is on every opportunity you did that, did you get seven or did you get zero? Mm-hmm. And with three look, back. and that's what this, the argument was on fourth down, with kicking the field goal, they would have extended their lead. Yep. At the time, um, I don't know. I, I honestly, again, I don't have a problem. Pl- execution, 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 was horrible. It, that it, that it, it, flies when execution is that bad. It lies on two factors. It's the coaching that it, it put them in that position mm-hmm. to to run that play. Then you wonder if they actually know how to run it. Yeah, and I and it's a legitimate question to ask. And then you have to ask um, the players how much do they want it, you know? Yeah. And you hate saying that to eighteen-year-olds or twenty-year-olds because I think they want it. I think they, they all want do. it. And, they do. Uh, they do. This team they- and, and I, I go back to the same thing. I I want it to be a successful season. I want. I don't want to be pessimistic as I am. I want to take one week at a time and see what this week brings and see how they respond mm-hmm. after a very difficult loss. And we'll go from there. I know we're switching back and forth, but I keep going back to that because it's the same thing. You know, we just football in general. We're talking just generalization of what is football. Yeah. Football is a combination of different things. It's execution. It's moving bodies. It's controlling the game. The well, team that does those things wins. I'm gonna say And the teams that have lost that we're talking about failed at some level of those things.
1: Well, I really and I am not trying to be pessimistic at all because I am not I sat here the last couple of weeks and I said this has potential to be seven and four, eight and three. I walked away to the Ohio State game saying, Tim, I feel really encouraged. I feel really encouraged by that. I see it here today. There is no way in hell this team is within 21 points Saturday because Southern Illinois is 14 points better than you and I. You have the all-time rushing leader in Southern Illinois history coming in, the all-time passing leader in Southern Illinois history coming in, a team that's undefeated, ranked fifth in the country. You're Mm going to get your butts kicked on Saturday.
0: Huskies have always done as well. I mean, the last 10 years, they've they've owned us. Well,
1: YSU's won seven of the last ten, but
0: those games have been very close to where yeah. we've had to come back. Right. Well, again, it's got and check And like time. you said. It's got check They're at home, so let's see what they can do. I don't
1: see more than two wins left on the schedule because you're not beating Southern Illinois. After what South Dakota did to North Dakota State, you're not beating them out there. Yeah, chances are hard. You're not going to beat South Dakota State. That team's going to kick your butt you're not gonna be an Illinois state
0: see here's here's my question to you then mm-hmm. and we've gone through this yep. not just with Phillips yeah we but had, every yeah every coach we've had I mean there was the small era of Bellini that yep. that did well mm-hmm. and I don't want to take anything away from his era his five years here and what he did mm-hmm. uh, or six years here yep. whatever it was um you know but they're blips yeah but there were ups and downs yeah you know a winning a yep. winning overall record. A couple bad, yeah. you know. I mean, really highs okay, and yeah. lows. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest; that's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, but give them credit for credit is due. You, at least, you know, you had excitement and you were in the playoffs. Yeah, something that we are not experiencing since. No. Uh, well, when I look at this team and I see this, and I, I hate doing this, but I don't like playing the what if game. Meaning. You know, mm-hmm. this is a win. This is a lot. Yep. The truth of the matter is in the last for most of the last 20 years, they have not put a football product on the field that can compete in this conference. Nope. That's what the problem nope. is. They have to over they have to truly look at how they're recruiting, what they're doing and how they want to improve this club or this. Well, this, not a club, but this. Let me this problem. Let
1: me answer you back with this question because I it's a popular it's a popular conversation. You're right. In the last fifteen to twenty years, this team has not put a consistent product on the field that you can be like, they can compete with the Dakotas or yeah. the Southern Illinois or the Illinois states. They can't do it consistently. And they're not doing it. That raises the question have we ran out of time to hide behind the we play in the toughest conference, the FCS excuse? Well,
0: it, it doesn't matter if you do or you don't. This is where you live. I mean, it, it, Anthony, this is their home, and they're not leaving this conference unless they move up, mm-hmm. like some amazing thing happened, and they were able to increase their budget tenfold and move Mm -hmm. into the Yep, They're not going anywhere. So then that leads
1: me to my next point, Tim. And it's going to – and it's not going to be kind, but you know what? Somebody needs to say it. Because honestly, like you said, this program is mediocre. It is mediocre. It's mediocre. And you want to know why? Because the powers that be – are completely fine with that. As long as the money's coming in, and you're getting 850k from Ohio State, that's paying your year. You're good. Money's coming in, right? I don't disagree with that. You got the donations coming in. How Mark Antonio gave me three million last year. That's good, right? You got scholarships, and you got you can fly out to different places, and you got you know all these things you can do. Plus all the other donations you're getting. Because as long as they're getting the money coming in, and when has Youngstown ever said no to money?
0: They don't. Plus, follow the money. I've always said that.
1: The buddies are getting jobs.
0: They don't care. Well, uh, you're right. I'm not going to sit here and say you're. And
1: and And I hate to be mean, and I hate to be that guy, but Tim, at some point. At some point, the powers that be in charge, they can do it in every other sport. They cannot see beyond this Youngstown. It's his unwritten rule. Yeah. We've got to have a Youngstown guy. You don't. Because no. in basketball, you don't the have The most it.
0: successful coaches we have weren't Youngstown exactly. guys. They weren't. So get rid of it. Well.
1: I'm not saying you can't have guys that have there's ties to the There's nothing
0: wrong with a connection and having, you know, someone who's familiar with the area. I have no, I don't have a problem. That is not a prerequisite for me. Well, only prerequisite I have is are you qualified to do the job to the best of mm-hmm. your ability? And can you produce a consistent product mm-hmm. on the field or on the court to win? There was never that quote here. Needed Mm. on the basketball court. And for years, this flounder. We now have a chance to see the basketball program take it to a new level. We'll see what happens this year. So I don't want to I don't want to turn the page to the basketball yet. However, I do want to wish John Barnes, the the women's head coach, you know, the best with uh, whatever he's dealing with. And he's taking a a, uh, sabbatical for Mm. a little bit. He'll be back. Uh, the women's program is in good hands. I'm not concerned. Just want to take that moment to, uh, you know, he's taking a little personal sabbatical. And once he's uh, ready to come back, they're going to be fine. They'll just continue on because I'm not worried about that program.
1: No, and we you know what you hired there with Bob Bolden That's my point. And Barnes, two guys that were successful at this level, that understood this level, had no ties to the area, I um, mean hell John Barnes came for Wisconsin Green Bay. Right. That's my point. I, I mean
0: That's my point. You you hire the best person. You don't hire where the money's at. You don't hire your friends. You don't hire someone for because you believe that this is their opportunity. You hire the best person you can. And if, now and and here's the thing, as you mentioned earlier, they they got all this donations yep, and mm-hmm, they made yep. the money. Yep. Look. If you have to take a game every year to pay your next head coach. Do it. Then do it. Exactly. Because you're not. Coaches' salaries are not coming down. They're going up. up. Yep. And that's a- just. Everybody's the, going up. Exactly. Just the way it is. It has been for the last 20 years. Yep. So if. Don't expect a hometown discount. Nope. Okay. No. And there's no such thing in my mind. You can make your case for certain people who may have chose to do that. For the most part, it doesn't work. Uh, so this YSU has some uh, some major decisions coming up and we'll let this season play out. I don't want to. I don't want to put a dagger and twist it today. I will. I, I, and I will. And, uh, but I I'll put, put it this way. I'm pessimistic about the future. Yeah, this team stinks. Yeah. Well, I I can't disagree. You, um, I, I wish I could. I can't. Did you hear what he said today in his press conference?
1: No. Well, when they started school, there wasn't much we can do.
0: You know what his problem is? He's not a good communicator.
1: No, <laughs> He sucks. And for a guy and that's it, worked in the high schools and all that. Uh, I, you sucks. know,
0: I met him years ago and he was that way. Yeah. When I interviewed him, he's the same person. He's not a bad guy. No, and there's nothing about the person. But. Part of. Any football job today is how you present yourself Yep, and how can you present your program. If you present your program, I hate to say it, as run over as that statement is, Mm -hmm. then you're making your whole team look like they're going to get run over every week. And maybe they will, and he knows that, and Mm -hmm. he comes to the conclusion of that, and he's afraid to – he has no other way to say it. I don't know, but yeah, this program this this program is mediocre, and it has yeah. been mediocre for a very long time. It's been mediocre during the Phillips era, and who, if Phillips continues or if Phillips gets out of here at the end of the season, the bottom line is that mediocrity mediocrity cannot stand. Mm. They have to make a choice, and um, you know, you have to be bold. They were bold when they. Ha- they were very bold when they fired Narduzzi yep. and brought in Tressel. Yep, and because at the time Narduzzi was the most successful program mm-hmm. coach this program's ever mm-hmm. had. I'm not saying he was destined to be going forward, but he was. And you know, Jim Tressel took it to a high level. I hate talking about Tressel today. I do too, because it's 2023 and it was you know 1992. You know, yeah, <laughs> or, or 1988, actually, yeah. 99, 89 when he took over. I mean, it's so long ago. It's so in not part of the conversation today. Yes, he has a major uh, cloud over this university. And yes, this university has a lot to owe him for everything he's brought to it, both as president and as head coach and his entire career in the collegiate level. I mean, he's done a lot, and I don't want to take nothing away from what he has achieved and his legacy here in Youngstown. But I'm tired of talking about. I am, too. What happened in the 90s? I am, too. I care about 2023 and 2024 and 2025 coming up here for the football program. I care about the basketball program today. I care about the women's basketball program as it goes forward. And I love seeing that. You know, we could talk about Brian Gorby and all the success he's had in the track and field things. Uh, We could talk about the. The different golf, you know, the program, meaning the athletics have had their their it's moments. Like, yeah. And they're good. Uh, the visible ones, the football, the basketball, mm-hmm. the moneymakers, the football and the yep. basketball have been mediocre at best for a long, long time. They have. And you, in today's world in sports, where every dollar. Matters that you bring in someone and set them down to watch your team, because mm-hmm. when they're in your building, they're buying your sodas. Yep, they're buying exactly. your your exactly. your your beers. They're buying your pennants. They're mm-hmm. buying your things. And if you don't have people there to sell them those things, you're not building a program that's delivering extra cash into your university's athletic fund. So, well, I mean, it I. I hate to bring it back down to money, mm-hmm. as we were talking about before, but, but it is it is still the same thing. You know, it's just like, you know, the Guardians this year. Last year, they had a great year. They had very little attendance. Mm-hmm. You can give it COVID yep. and overlap and, and a lot of different excuses. Well, this year, you ha- they had 40% increase, in, in yep. and the team wasn't that good. We'll be interested to see how they are next year if they continue. New, new manager coming up today, officially. Francona has resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. The 11 years are over. And, uh, you know, we you mentioned it before we got on. Yeah. Yeah. You were at the game, uh, his last game at home. And that was that's that's phenomenal. And but you know what? I just was looking at some of the stats. Uh, 921 wins in 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, All time winningest manager in Cleveland history by over 200 games. Not too bad. <laughs> no.
1: No, not bad at all. And, you know, i going to miss them. That stretch from yeah. 16 to 19, that was uh, pretty fun. Yeah. I'm going to miss them. You know, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm going to miss them. Uh, you know, for two
1: years there, I'll argue with anybody. In 16 and 17, you had the best team in baseball. Yeah. You didn't win yeah. it, but you had the best team in baseball. Yeah.
0: 17 was a magical year. Unfortunately, you just didn't, you know, ran into the Yankees at the wrong time. Yeah, you got you, cold. You got, yeah, yeah, the first real cold.
1: The the hardest, cool as, hard, as
0: hot as you were in September that yep. year, mm-hmm. you got as cold as possible in yep. October. And, you know, it's just the wrong time. And it happens. And that's sports. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where the uh, this organization has a lot of decisions to make. Yeah, there are. And obviously making the decision on the manager in the next, probably next three weeks will be... The biggest decision going forward um, about what, where you go from here, because mm-hmm. a, you have a pitching staff that was completely injured last year, starting staff, mm-hmm. um, and you started with five pitchers in April, and basically you had to wait till September to get three of yep. them back. So <laughs> it tells you everything you needed to know. Um, Bieber. We'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. I, I think that's a question mark because a they'll find out this 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 off season. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll negotiate and see if they can't come to an agreement. If they can't, then they'll have to make a decision. Is that decision going to be in December, mm-hmm. or would it be in March during training camp, or will it be at the trading deadline? I think the answer is we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think because we don't know on the table. I think if you.
1: I think if somebody came to them at the winter meetings and just absolutely blew them away, they would obviously do it. Oh, yeah. But I think right now the mindset is to stand pat until March, like you remember spring training and the regular season gets going, and then see, you know, if you were where you are, were this time next year, you'd probably move them.
0: Well, um, I think that's exactly what's going to happen is – You have this in your back pocket. Come winter meetings, you'll know exactly what you think he's worth and what you can get, and the conversation will begin. Obviously, if they, like you said, they find the deal they like, they will make the deal. Yep, Uh, They've done it before. They'll do it again. If they don't find the deal they want, bringing him into training camp, starting the year with him is a viable option. And then you have, again, the trading deadline from mm-hmm. the end of July to make that decision again. And, you know, in that same period of time, you still have the opportunity to negotiate and, and, and sign mm-hmm. a new contract. There is no um, deadline. Even if they say, well, we're not going to negotiate after, you know, first this time. Yeah. yeah, After the season yep. begins. It doesn't mean he doesn't pick up the phone call and nope. call the agent and talk mm-hmm. to them because why not? If you really think you could get the deal done doesn't matter when. And that's just the way it works. Uh, there's, you know, but would they trade him anytime between April and the Ad deadline? Line? Sure. Yeah. Would they, And I think the longer he goes unsigned, the more opportunity, they, you know, yeah. it will present itself. And it will depend on how, again, if he gets injured in April like he yep. did this past year, then you're in a bad scenario. Yeah, I think the value. And then you lose value. And yeah, I think the, that's where we're at yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. His value. It's just not there right uh, now. There, yep, but it will be a little higher in, in December. and You'll know mm-hmm. exactly where yep. you're at. And if you don't sign them to another contract or extension, even if it's a one- or two-year type thing. I think you'll really we'll see
1: there. after the playoffs are over and the teams that lose because they don't have enough starting pitching, i.e. the Marlins or the Blue Jays, um, the Dodgers are are all banged up. Um, so I think you're going to see, you know. But but honestly, there's no, I don't think there's a bad decision right now. You can make a case to keep them all throughout next year. Or you can make a case to trade them at the winter meetings. I don't think there's a.
0: There's no definitive answer here. No.
1: No, and there's not I a agree. bad choice I don't think you can make. The thing is, obviously, like you mentioned, is you got to find a manager. Well, and that's that, number one on your plate. And that'll take form over the next couple weeks. And I figure
0: that. about the next three weeks. I figure here's the th- most managers are named before the World Series. Because mm. once the World Series began, there's a you can't do anything until mm. after the World Series is yep. over. Because the World Series takes precedent. And that's just the way it works. And that's fine. So most of the time, most teams will be able to find who that next person is in this window here in the next I three weeks. I think this
1: will be one of the first jobs filled because of the jobs available. Oh, it's the best. It's probably the best or maybe second best. Um, I think San Francisco
0: and Cleveland are the two. I most- was about
1: to say San Francisco. I think San Francisco is probably the most attractive because they have the talent. They have the resources. Yes. Um, it, To me... It's a lot more attractive than the Mets. Oh yeah, because I think the Mets sooner or later are going to have to go through a teardown.
0: Well, here is well, and they've
1: they already did. started. that. They did to an extent with yeah. the
0: new front office. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they evaluate players and what mm-hmm. they choose to do. What the Mets have is unlimited funds, and, and that's the, Yankees, the yep. you know, and that's again an interesting you know dynamic. Here is
1: a name, and it's probably. A shot in the dark. There's probably no chance we get him. I would love Craig Council. Uh,
0: his name has come up quite a bit
1: um, in in rumors. And with San Francisco being open, and the Mets being open, and Stern's going from Milwaukee to the Mets, it's only you know, yeah. But I, mean, I would, we can we can draw all the conclusions I would You, want. Take, you can I dr- would definitely take Craig Council in a heartbeat. Yeah,
0: and I think he's high on their you know. The thing is, is he available? Yeah. yeah. And right now he's not, Mm -mm. but we'll see. I mean, sometimes uh, Bruce Bocci was with with San Diego when he went to uh, San Francisco. And he basically told him that this job he wanted and, you know, that happened. So these things can happen. Would you want Buck Showalter at all? No, I don't either. I have nothing no. against Buck. I think Buck has a valuable, I do too. resource for teams. A matter of fact, he actually came and was part of the Cleveland organization for a season or two. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of respect for Buck Strowell. I do too. He's a helpful manager. Um, I put him in the same category as Grover. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy. If you have a, a team, team that's
1: ready to win yeah, now, well, no,
0: yep. yeah. I was going to say a team that you're willing to build with, yeah. Or your team that you want to immediately improve. Yep. He's your yep. guy. Uh, that type of thing. Um, to me, he makes a lot of sense in San Francisco. He may. He mm-hmm. may. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think San Francisco will go that way. No. I think their style is to find someone young and aggressive. And they have multiple possibilities within their own organization. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see what they choose to do. Um My dark horse for Cleveland is Mike Napoli.
1: I heard that name brought up yesterday.
0: And it's pure, again, me being. uh, You want the
1: party at Naps, don't you?
0: Well, I just I like the guy. I I love the way he presented himself. I like the way Jason Giambi presented himself years ago Mm -hmm. uh, when he came to Cleveland and how much knowledge he had of the game and everything. I love that stuff aspect of it and I love a guy who's a catcher at one yep. time in his mm-hmm. career because they they see the game from a very unique vantage point and then they become first baseman's and yep and all that and um I, I don't think anybody would be uh disappointed there the news came out today Sandy Alomar turned down the the guardians invitation and that's not, and that's not a surprise Mm-mm. that has been reported for about the last month that he yeah. just choose not to get into management of baseball or at this stage yeah, he in can his be life.
1: Happy at this point in his life. Just being a coach yeah. and, then, and part of it too be, could be he didn't want to follow, you know, Tito.
0: Well, I think that is a legitimate point. But I think more than anything, he, I think he's just got to a point in his life. He's 57 he, years old. Does he really, truly want to take that on at yeah. this stage in his mm-hmm. life where he's very comfortable?
1: Yeah, he uh, very
0: happy being a catch catching coach, mm-hmm. a first base coach, yeah. a, you know, a, a, a veteran on a coaching staff. And he's going to be part of the next coaching staff. Um, I hope so. I hope, they. you is. know, obviously, the two internal choices are actually there's more than two. There's a few of them. But, you know, uh, on on the staff, of course, Hal and uh, Sarbo, we'll see if either one gets, you know, what interviews happens. And Sarbo intrigues me a lot. I'm not against it. I'm not. I'm Is not he my uh, first yeah. choice. Probably yeah. not. The guy out of San Francisco intrigues me a lot. The uh, the one that they've been talking about. Was it Abinez or Albanez, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Albanez, yeah. He intrigues me. I don't know a lot about him. He, I believe, had a little brief interlude with, with the organization at one time. Not 100% sure on that. Um I know Kai Correa did. Yes. And the
1: names that intrigue me the most I said Craig Council. Um that could be a shot in the dark. Another name that intrigues me too outside of Mac Mike Napoli, is uh, uh Ruben Diablo. Yeah the I, Padres pitching coach, he cl- was here
0: I am how can I say this? He's definitely a pitching guru who mm-hmm. has had success in the organization for twenty years, mm-hmm. does that necessarily give him the qualities to be a manager? I
1: think he has and you have to deal
0: up- more than pitchers and yes I think that's your primary responsibility, the, yeah, but and you and have I to deal with has the, the entire organization
1: to communicate with the the experienced veterans. I think he has the ability to communicate with the younger guys. Um also I think
0: he has the I ability to communicate with the people the players' different backgrounds. I would throw out a second name. And I don't he's not even in baseball anymore. But he's had the opportunity to succeed Francona before. How about John Farrell? I don't think so with the cancer. What cancer? I believe he had cancer. Well he's he's a fisherman now. He's out of baseball he completely. From Boston because he had cancer. No, no, he got fired.
1: I thought I read a couple years ago that. Well, he, he may had have
0: cancer. had cancer. I'm not saying he didn't, but he got fired from Boston. And that's when they.
1: Uh, I thought I read he was. I, sick I'm not saying I'm he remember. didn't,
0: Anthony. I'm not saying he didn't have a health scare. He may have had. Um, but he was fired from
1: Boston. Okay, yeah, he was fired from Boston, and in 15, he announced that he was diagnosed with lymphoma. I'm not saying that he right. doesn't deserve it, yeah. but that's not a bad idea. No, it's just but, a name. And yeah. We're just
0: throwing out names. Uh, and again, that, again, Would very you well want to keep
1: Carl Wilbos on staff?
0: I would leave that up to the next manager, but the, here's the thing. He's not leaving the organization because he has a contract next year. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be in the organization some way. And chances are are I'd be intrigued by him bringing him back as a pitching coach. Well, chances are, I don't want to hamstring whoever the next manager is saying, no. okay, be good had this, this, this right, yeah. right. This is your, here's your coaching staff. Yeah. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. You know, I, I want them to have I've, their own voice, Um, but what he has done and what he has achieved in Cleveland, both times, he deserves the opportunity to stay. Yep. Uh, But again, I think, Anytime you change managers, that manager should have a right to kind of assemble his coaching staff the way he envisions it.
1: And I think they will give the new manager a chance to assemble his own coaching staff. Yes, will they be like, hey, we'd like to keep Carl, we'd like to keep – you know, yeah, they'll throw their input in there as well. But this is an attractive job because you have a plethora of young pitching depth. Mm -hmm. You return a Tristan McKenzie. You return possibly a Shane Bieber. I'm not the biggest Cal Quantrill fan, but the last month to two months after he came off the deal a second time. Cal he looked Quantrill like he did last year. Looked like he could be a very serviceable fourth or fifth starter. Yeah. You need pitching depth. As we saw this year, if you don't have eight reliable arms, it's gonna be really difficult. There's no question. You need about- to add some power to the lineup. We've talked about that at nauseum. You need to figure out your bullpen, and honestly, and and I might upset a lot of people when I say this. I know I'm not going to upset you, but you have to take a deep dive. Is Emmanuel Clase 100 percent your closer?
0: I think this organization is going to stand pat there. I think he is, but but I'm not. I'm not. There s- is, look, he has his ceiling, and I think he might have tapped out. And he very well may have mm-hmm. not it, saying that his the floor below can't be very effective. Well, it was this year. He was effective. But did he have a bad record losing games in extra innings and blowing safety? The answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, those those are facts. If a player is on base, he becomes less effective. Yep. Simple as that. Oh, he can't hold the run game. Well, it's not even that they just he does not command the strike zone again. So, if he walks a leadoff batter, or if a leadoff Do batter hit, yep. gets a hit, and it amazes me how many infield hits that he had oh, against him. a ton. Him. Yeah. An absolute ton. Which is really, really weird in my eyes. Um, is that a fluke this year, or is that a, a consistent thing for him? Could be I'd, a fluke. I don't know. And I'm sure they, they'll study all that. But I think he is at his ceiling. I don't know if he'll get much better than he is. I don't know if he'll get that much worse than he is. No, I think. And here's the thing. Can you survive a th- baseball season? And let's look at this year's. Okay. Look at his numbers. You know, he had, what, 42, 44 saves? Mm-hmm. But he had 10 blown saves. He has like 50. And he, he had, had a losing record 50, at 2-9. and nine. Six, yeah. yeah. All right. So they ended up with 76 wins? Yeah, 76 and 86, yeah. If they, if he converted 60% of those blown saves, that would give him about six more wins. Yeah, six seven more wins, yeah. Six more wins, That's 82. They're right there. Mm-hmm. Then you add the other blown saves within the bullpen. Yep. You know, and you can go farther because they had over 30 blown saves. They had most in baseball show, right? Yeah, yeah. So, again, <laughs> if you converted you have- 50% of those into wins, mm-hmm. And I mean, you know this is just pure numbers, which makes no sense. Okay, um, it makes absolutely no sense. But I'm saying if you convert some, you're you're right there. You're right. but yeah. that's what happened last year. Yeah. They were able to do these things. Well, you have and to. you got you got to win one run get ball games, and we can talk, you know, over and over, and we have about the scenario they're in. But I just don't necessarily see. Um, this pitching staff staying the way it is. 'Cause you're gonna make changes. you have to make changes uh, to the bullpen. Well, the first change I'm making is I have Lopez, I'm not letting him leave this nope, organization. I'm not either. I you have to open not up daddy. the bank and pay the man. Yep. You need that arm in your bullpen. You that need somebody in the veteran experience. That somebody can actually be your seventh and eighth inning exactly. guy. Exactly. And right now they don't have that. Would you bring back Dale Santos? Yes. I, would I think he, I have no Del Santos Classe, Stefan's not going anywhere. Um just needs to tweak some things I think. Yeah, oh no, he needs to improve. I'm not saying but he's not going anywhere. And Henches. Those four are in my bullpen next year.
1: I would add another lefty to compliment
0: Henches. Well, yeah, you need yeah. you need an entire bullpen. You know, overhaul. You're going to have to I three. Or Morgan four, go. Well, yeah, those four those four, um, you know, obviously chances are really good they're going to be back, barring mm-hmm. them being traded. Mm-hmm. All right, you know that type of scenario. But you need to add Lopez. You have to find a way to sign him. If it costs you eight million dollars a year, it costs you eight million dollars mm-hmm. next year. You have to spend money on your bullpen this year. Uh, your starting staff is pretty much intent. Yeah, it's set. And I'll be quite honest with you, and this will will frustrate some people and say I'm a complete idiot. Depending on the price tag, and I don't think it's going to be that expensive. He made three and a half million dollars this year. If he makes four next year, so be it. I'd bring back um, Gialotto. and I'll tell you why. Because the kid has talent. He it, has talent. He has talent, and I honestly wonder, as you just mentioned before, if he had a full training camp with, with the Wallace, yeah. with the organization. Could they get him back to the level he was previous years? Fastball command is his biggest
1: problem. He's got a devastating changeup.
0: Well, here is the biggest problem: is he, him and Syndergaard did the same thing. They looked over their shoulders a yep. lot. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> the ball was going out of the ballpark, and he's every time you listen to, to Francona after a game he yep. pitched, he said the same thing. He was, "He really has a great changeup. Yeah. He really has. You know, right mm-hmm. now his fastball is failing him. Yeah, and." that probably can be improved and it absolutely can, y- be. you know, and I honestly do believe Cleveland has one of the best coaching staffs for pitchers. Mm-hmm. And, and that gets back to your question about Willis. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think whoever takes this job is going to have Sandy Alomar on it. And will probably have uh, Willis mm-hmm. on it. that. That's almost a guarantee. Uh, could, Sandy LR move into a different field off, you know, could a be, different yeah. position off the field as a special assistant to the manager? Sure. Yep. Uh, or general manager yep. type scenario? Absolutely. Or could Willis be a roving yep. pitching guy? Yeah, because mm. they both have contracts and they're not going anywhere. But I honestly believe, just from the announcement, I, how I read it today, Sandy's not going anywhere. Just like when Sandy was interim manager before Francona. Yep. That was one of the things Francona already knew when he took the job. Sandy that was going, was going to John, be, yep. matter of fact, he was his bench coach that first year. Yes, he was. Uh, before moving out to first yep. base when, um, oh, God, what was his name? Brad Mills took over. Brad Mills, coach, yeah. Yeah, got let go from, from Houston, Houston and came mm-hmm. to work with Francona again. And then after he retired, yep. the, you know, Hale uh, yeah. came in. And, and that's, that's my point. You want your manager to make those decisions of who's who. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely put certain players or coaching as yeah. uh, certain things. Pitching. Um, pitching coach is an important. Dynamic for a, a manager to have. Mm-hmm. And he has to have someone he trusts. Uh, I think those who interview this job will understand the connection mm-hmm. this and and also the success this team has had through pitching so uh, it'll be interesting to see but I again I don't want to hamstring a a new manager and say well this is who this is this you know I want him to be able to make bring in the people he believes in yeah and 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 uh, but I honestly think the two people that are probably the most safe in this organization is Sandy Alomar and we'll Yep. And, and Carl Wills. And we'll just see. I mean, I think they're both returning. Uh, whoever's the next manager. Um, and I don't know who that is, to be honest with you. I don't know. I I don't I think
1: ha- you have more clear in the next week and a half. To. Well,
0: yeah, we'll know more because they'll start the interview process and we'll hear about who they, they they're thinking about and who's coming back for a second interview. Mm-hmm. And then a decision will be made most of the time. That's the way it works. So, Um. I'm not you know, I. it's weird talking about this because, uh, you know, Terry Francona is yeah, we haven't is, had to
1: worry about it for a lot of years. Yeah.
0: And quite honest with you, I mean, I wrote about it on Facebook. I mean, I've been a fan of his for many years mm-hmm. prior to coming to Cleveland, prior to being in Boston. Um, matter of fact, he got on my radar when he managed Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and. Just the way he handled that, I thought was amazing. Uh And to hear those stories when he tells it. I love mm, it. Yep. You know, Frank kind of wrote a book years ago. I'd like to see the second book, right?
1: Oh, man. And hear
0: more stories. Uh That would be interesting, in my opinion. Um Who knows what, what will be in store for Frank. And I'll be honest, and this kind of frustrates you to a certain level. If he stays retired, I'm happy for him. Yep. You know. And he's going to have a voice in the front office. He's going to be some type of assistant to the mm-hmm. general manager going forward. And that's not a shock. He needs to be part of baseball. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find a way. And he's going to have a voice in the organization. Um, but I'll never forget when Bush Bochi retired mm-hmm. from San Francisco. And, you know, it was a big send off and everything else. And. And someone asked him, and he goes, "I've never been retired before. I don't know how I'll like it." Yeah. And a few years later, he's, he's in, in Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah, and it was the right job, you know, right opportunity. Yep. So, um, you know, most of these guys will pick a uh, an opportunity they really want, and I'm not saying Fra- Fra- Francona is going to go somewhere else. He very well may. I won't. He might. That itches. There. You know what? In two years, three years from now, could it happen? Yeah. It will break my heart. Yeah. But I'll be happy for him at the same time if he chooses to do it. If he chooses never to do it, I'm just thrilled to that day. He was uh, in the Cleveland Indians, Guardians mm-hmm. era of baseball for 11 years. And we've seen the genius that he is and the communicator that he is. And uh, it's just I'm there's very few coaches or managers that I have utmost respect for, meaning um. Even when they do wrong, you kind of like you know you give them pass yeah and yeah. pass it but give them give them the benefit of the yep. doubt. Jim Trestle. he's mm-hmm. made mistakes absolutely, made a lot of mistakes in his career. Yep, but also you know did a lot of good things. Yes, he did. Um, you know, is was Franco perfect in Boston? Probably not. No. Was he perfect in Cleveland? Probably no. not. But you know what? The numbers speak for themselves. Um, Bill Belichick. Did I like Bill Belichick? No. I hated him when he was in Cleveland. I hated him when he was in Cleveland. And did I know he was going to be a good coach? I probably thought in the long term he would be. Did I think he'd be the Hall of Famer that he proved out to be? Grudgingly. I knew that was a possibility. I didn't want it to be. But it was. And he is. And there's a reason for it. Um, But. You know, you have a lot of breaks go your way, too, in life. And, and you're
1: willing to give Doug Schultz the pass, too. Uh,
0: well, you know what? I'm giving Doug the opportunity to prove me wrong. I've mm-hmm. given him I've given him four seasons to prove me wrong. Um, I, I think we're mediocre, and that's just where we're at. I'm ready at. to kick one of the tarmac. You know, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I've always said my uh, my dream roundtable of just having coaches talk to mm-hmm. each other and talk about the dynamics yep. of coaching and managing. Um My or uh, would be Tressel, Tressel, Francona, Mm -hmm. Jurgen Klopp from Liverpool Mm -hmm. and someone like a Bill Belichick or a uh, someone, someone a little different than them. Uh, Someone who's reserved. So Bill Belichick's really reserved. Yes, he is. You don't know anything about him. Mm -mm. You see his numbers and he gives no information. No. But in a situation like that where the idea is all your guard is down and it's just mm-hmm. four guys from different sports. If I would get, love to get Steve Kerr yep. or uh, San Antonio's uh, uh, head coach, Great uh, Popovich, Greg yep. Popovich, mm-hmm. and put them all in a room and let the conversation yep. begin and just let it flow about certain things that they believe in philosophies and how mm-hmm. they handle things. I'm not saying, like I said, I would want to Bill Belichick there because he's so dynamically different than the others. They're all very great communicators. While he, you know, had always a different take on mm-hmm. talking to reporters and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the uh, Popovich that way. He's he's pretty. He's pretty. Uh, uh, what's the right word up? Uh, arrogant at times. Yes, he is. <laughs> he, he's earned it. <laughs> he's a little opinionated. <laughs> But I would love to get them all in in a group and just talk. You know, back in the day, I would love to have Bill Fitch. Mm-hmm. I've always was a Bill Fitch fan back when he was with the Cavs and, and the Celtics, mm-hmm. you know. But he's he's long gone. But I would love that to me. Get them all in a room. Get them all talking. Have it all out and just absorb all that yep. information. It would be interesting. Never happened, but it would be interesting. Uh, real quick. Uh, Since yes. I brought up Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool, mm-hmm. the... Uh, Probably did not hear about this, but they had a uh, huge controversy in the last uh, match they played. Tottingham, and the um, uh, the Reds came down with a red card on one player. It was kind of a, in a red card you get a ex- yep you get, you get kicked ejected. out. Yeah, yeah, okay. What happened was that they called it. It was a he went in with his with his boot in a sense and yep. it, onto a shin, mm. which you know yep. is illegal. Um. But what happened was is he went for the ball and hit the ball and went all over the ball, and his foot was up because he rolled over mm-hmm. the ball, went into the, to the hand player, and they have uh, instant replay. They call it VARs, yep. Video Assistant Referee. That's yep. basically what it means. And, of course, they slow everything down in slow-mo, Uh-oh. and it looks a lot worse than it was. Yep. But the red card came. So they're down a man, and uh, they're down a goal. And right away, Liverpool counters and scores. A huge, huge strike there by uh, Luis Diaz. Mm -hmm. And the flag goes up saying he was offside, so no goal. So it goes back to VAR. Mm -hmm. Well, VAR completely blows it. And admits it after the game. Um, Miscommunication is what they're saying. And long story short is... The guy says, check complete, thinking the goal was good mm-hmm. and not realizing there was an offsides called, mm-hmm. nullifying the yep. goal. And what it should have been is the VR guy then uh, this is the fallacy within their program is once the game restarted, they can't stop it again. Oh, wow! Well, OK. So once the game started again, where they did the free kick going mm-hmm. for Tottenham, uh, the officials up in the booth who. Made the call recognized their huge mistake because mm-hmm. they said, check complete instead of saying goal good or yep, or something simple. Mm-hmm. They used really terrible language to say the least and ended up 1 uh, 1 into the very last moments of extra time, which is, of course, you know, uh, injury time. Mm-hmm. And the most heartbreaking scenario happened uh, with about maybe. Thirty seconds or less in extra time, a ball goes cause cross in front of the uh, goal mm-hmm. by uh, Liverpool, and uh, Matt, one of the players, went right off his shin into the goal. They lose two to one. So not only do they lose all three points, mm-hmm. they could have had a got away know, with yep. a, a draw and yeah. got a point. They could have cut all three points if. The goal was not nullified. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunate scenario. Um, They're not going to replay the game. It doesn't happen in sports. I've only seen that twice in my life, where they've actually picked it up or replayed a game. And the one time, of course, is the infamous uh, bat with uh, George Brett, where they then picked it up after the home run and... You know, and uh, nullified the the win that the Yankees yep. had, yeah, and gave it back to Kansas City, and Kansas City closed out that, that game in mm-hmm. the revised yep. ending. And the other time I've ever seen it was just a quirk in baseball rules. Many years ago, the rule was if you played nine innings and in the you played nine innings and it started raining, mm-hmm. and they called the game, you replayed the, the game from from yes mm-hmm. completely yep. over. And that happened to Cleveland many years ago. Uh, it was late in September, too. It was funny because I was like, they had a rainout. They, they, they rained it out. It was like 3-3. I forget yeah. who they were playing. I'm just making up numbers. But uh, And under the rule, they just nullified the game. Yep. The stats count. We started it, yeah. The stats count for that game because it was played. Yep. And But the standing count in the standings, they start over from, from – any one nowadays they just
1: is from the game was delayed. Yeah, yeah,
0: they they just uh, delay the game and and they'll pick it up in the tenth which inning, which is smart. Yeah, but back in the day, so I've only seen it twice in my life. One was a quirk in the rules, mm-hmm. and the other was the correct call. Um, they're not going to do what happened in baseball and uh, pick up the game where that goal was, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for. Uh, oh. Liverpool, they picked up a second red card late in that game. Yeah. So, they were down two, two players. players. Yeah. So, it was 11 on nine, and that's when the old goal mm-hmm. happened. So, I mean, heartbreaking scenario. But needless to say, um, wow, a lot of sports going on.
1: Oh, There's a two lot. Two more things to talk yes. about.
0: Um, right now, as it stands, I'm going to use a, uh, a a soccer term. Mm-hmm. I'm going on loan. Okay. Uh, uh everyone knows i've been working with the uh, lc sports net for the last few years mm-hmm. uh all our games are on lcsportsnet.com they're all live stream mm-hmm. video streamed and all that from lawrence county um uh, i'm coming back to ohio for a game to do with matt Emsch, mm-hmm. uh on october 27th uh and uh, he's been as we had him on uh earlier this year we'll get him back on in the next week or so and talk about what's coming up there but we're scheduled to do the game on October 27th Mm -hmm. and we're going to get the game back together. That's right. The gang's back together. Anthony's going to join us. That's right. And uh, we're going to put the game back together for that game. I think it's the first round of the playoffs for the Ohio high school Athletic association. Yes. Wow. Should be a a really good uh, time. So uh, looking forward to that opportunity. And uh, I want to put that out. And also I want to mention real quick. Um, Everybody has a bucket list, right? Mm-hmm. Places they want to go yep. and see, and, yep. and teams that they have yep. never seen live, or mm-hmm. maybe yep. performers you never seen yep. live. Well, I'm going to fulfill the bucket list uh, come November. Okay, I'm going to Notre Dame. Are you? I'm going to go see the Wake Forest game. Are you really? Are you going?
1: I am not. You're not. Oh. I am not. I. Uh, I, will be. I. That's
0: why I was waiting to get your reaction. I will
1: be at why? Uh, or actually, that's the 18th. I'll be at yeah, the State Minnesota
0: game. Oh, you're going to Ohio State? I'm, oh, your I'm girlfriend. Going to Ohio okay. State,
1: Minnesota. Um, I was supposed to go to the USC game next weekend. Will not go. Oh, uh, okay. I, I'm not sure. And this is going to give me off a whole other rant. I'm not sure I can support a market streaming program. I, I I'm not sure I can do it. Oh, wow. This is this to me is a Tyron Willingham on steroids. Interesting. Nice guy personable guy says all the right things classy at the end of the day he's just a terrible football coach that might be true i have not just a bad to him. football coach
0: um we'll see and you know we'll know It'll in the a next cool year
1: atmosphere of sam hartman senior day yeah, i got his cre- former team against wake forest uh, so that'll be cool
0: yeah um, a friend of mine uh, called me up about a week ago and said hey we, uh, I can get tickets to uh, Notre Dame for such and such. Would you like to go? Go, said, yeah, do it. I'm looking um, forward to it.
1: If you need any recommendations of parking and all I,
0: that, actually, I have something to show you here. Hang you on. let me know. Um, this is where we're going to be parking. Look I, at you!
1: You got a parking pass and everything. Yeah,
0: he, oh, he got he got hooked up. Here you go. He goes in like this. Matter of fact, he. Uh, I th- he goes well, maybe because I said how your mother had season tickets and stuff like that. You're I go, in Bulla lot, yep, yeah. That's I go. Uh, I didn't know if your family was going or not. They'll be out there.
1: I will not. That is Bulla is a really nice lot, um, right behind the stadium lot. So you'll be. Uh, we have parked there many
0: times. Yeah, excellent. So, anyways. Looking forward to that come uh, next month. You'll
1: have a great time out there. And uh,
0: against Wake Forest, so we get to see Hartman play against his uh, yeah. former school. Yeah. It's so something. You
1: know, it's just a buckle. Like my girlfriend's dad was saying, he goes, if you don't like it, you know, they're not your favorite team. That's just, it's a buckle Because it is completely different from Ohio State, oh, yeah. Penn State, Michigan. Um, it's more laid back. Right. It's more like the traditional and mythical and magical, you know, you, it gets rowdy. It will get rowdy. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of, it's not as, um, intense as Ohio state or Penn state or Michigan or, you know, something like that, but it's a lot of fun. It's yeah.
0: And one other, uh, quick announcement. Uh, my friend, uh, Kevin is uh, going to join us next week or actually this Friday mm-hmm. for the, uh, broadcast out in, uh, uh, Nishanik. So, uh, Join us last year for a couple games so he'll be joining us this week to uh, help us out and it uh, should be a lot of fun so a lot of stuff going on yeah. but yeah I'm looking forward to it I wanted to get that in get your will be a
1: lot of fun you'll have yeah. a lot of fun out there yeah
0: I was kind of curious to see if maybe if you were headed there I, go, I, I, yeah. I said I said I was talking to a friend of mine I said about 50-50 chance he's going
1: yeah I'll be in Columbus with the Ohio State Minnesota beat down that game will probably be over after the first quarter yeah Um. so I'll are we seeing Ohio State go to 11-0? and um, But I think they should be 10-0 yeah. going into that game. And Well,
0: I think Notre Dame could be just that one loss the rest nope. of the year. You don't nope. think?
1: Nope. They will get embarrassed next week by Southern Cal. All right. Run off the field. We'll see.
0: I love the quarterback.
1: He is really good. He's a great kid. A great I really competitor. love his
0: style. I love his play. I love – I think he is – quite honest, I think he's a first-round draft pick.
1: When you don't have the talent around him well, on the field yeah. and in the coaching booth, it's very clear they are very afraid to throw the ball. Very clear. Interesting. I'm sorry, yeah. but you should not be struggling with Duke. Duke's not good. Yeah.
0: No, it surprised me how, how difficult that game was. I'm glad it, it, they were able to pull it out. Uh, I'm a typical fan of football here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Uh, as you know, mm-hmm. I've always said the two teams I follow at yep. Division One are, of course, Ohio State yep. mm-hmm. and then Notre Dame. Yeah. I was a typical young uh, lad when I grew yeah. up, when Woody Hayes was still the coach. Uh-huh. And people used to ask Woody Hayes, would you ever play Notre nope, Dame? Never. And he said no, because there's too many Catholics in Ohio. Right. That's right. <laughs> and he didn't want to offend them. Yeah. By beating them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was his quote. You know, or. Uh, what do you I should... Some good. Uh, it wasn't quite his quips. quote, but that was basically what one of his. What you Some uh, good
1: yeah. one-liners or quips.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but that was uh, what's going on. So, I got a lot, a lot going on. Uh, you guys going
1: out Friday or Saturday?
0: Uh, we're going out Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, we're going to make drive out and come back. There you go. We're going to make it all one-day trip, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. you, you have forward. a great time. Yeah, I'm. I've been to the time. been to the university mm-hmm. forty years ago, and had a tour of the university because mm-hmm. at the time we had a family friend who yep. was going there. Mm-hmm. So we were happen to be yep. in South Bend for another uh, engagement. It was a wedding at the time, mm-hmm. and we went and he toured us throughout the entire you have a lot of fun entire campus. And that was many years ago. So I have not been there since the South Bend since I was probably. 11 or 12. You'll have a lot so, of fun. Uh, I'm it's looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to uh, the experience. It's a lot of and fun.
1: The experience is awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I have to again. dig
0: out my uh, my Notre Dame gear. I haven't worn it in a while. There you go. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on here. So, uh, man, we covered it all, I think.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, hopefully, sorry, it doesn't get as ugly as I think it could get. Um, but I'm not hoping.
0: Well, it's been a 90 minute show, so thank you all for listening. I am Tim. He is Anthony. Remember, to tell your family, friends, and enemies about Radio MVP.